0: Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. I'm your host, Brian Nichols, and uh, we're keeping up with the uh, the fun theme of interviews here. Uh, and uh, my last second interview I had that popped up uh, today, actually, it was a, uh, a welcome surprise. So I was uh, scrolling through social media and I found uh, Alicia Dern, um, who is a very noted member of the uh, Libertarian National Party, um, making a pretty bold proclamation saying that she is going to... Uh, take a stab at uh, running for chair uh, against the uh, the current chair Nicholas Sarwark and uh, also uh, libertarian activist Joshua Smith. Um, so I want to uh, reach out to Alicia and bring her onto the show and she accepted. So God bless her coming on the show to, uh, to talk about uh, fun libertarian uh, you know libertarian happenings and her run here for the uh, Libertarian National Committee Chairman. Um, but first, uh, for the the Brian Nichols Show, just a re- recap for those of you um, who, who are joining us again, but maybe those who are joining for the first time, uh, we are uh, part of the We Are Libertarians Network, and I'm your host, Brian Nichols, uh, Associate Editor at the Libertarian Republic. Um, and the show, Who We Are, we're, yes, a show with libertarian bias, but as always, we're for anyone and everyone across the political spectrum. Uh, I don't care if they're communist, socialists, all the way to uh, the most diehard libertarian anarchists. Um, the goal is to present news. And in a manner that is objective uh with the ultimate uh, end goal of helping educate enlighten and inform now obviously today's show is going to be <laughs> much more focused on libertarianism uh being we have alicia on the uh, the phone today um and really quick, Alicia, before we get going as always you can follow me on twitter at b Nichols liberty um or on facebook and patreon at b Nichols liberty to help us keep on producing the content we enjoy alicia Thank you so yeah. much for taking a second to join us today. Um, I know you're you're on your way home from work over on the the West Coast, and I'm here in my uh, in the city of Brotherly Love in Philadelphia, three hours ahead of you. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today.
1: Well, thank you for reaching out, and thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, I guess the best question to ask is uh, Alicia, what made you decide to uh, to take the uh, the step forward and run for uh, for chair?
1: You know, I. It, it was really all this debacle around the vote for censuring or removing Arvin as the VC, and just the amount, the, the rift that is happening within the party. Uh, around the, uh, two weeks ago, I, people started asking me, to, had been asking me to run now, probably for a couple of months. Uh, and I'll tell you, like I've always said, like there's no way I'd want to be an officer on the LNC. It's it's such hard work. It's so thankless, you know. Um, maybe my talents would be best elsewhere. But I I started seeing people who I've known in this party for years and years, really saying the party cannot be fixed. I'm leaving. I'm done. They're not going to give money anymore. They're not going to give time anymore. They're not going to be helping with the petitions. And then I got approached by uh, some people who I, I won't. Uh, I'll keep it confidential, but I I got approached actually from a couple of different groups who are looking at organizing new parties and asked me if I would want to be part of like this exodus away from the Libertarian Party. And I had to ask myself, do I think that the Libertarian Party is irretrievably broken? And if it is, is another party going to be the answer? Because I've already ruled out the Democrats and the Republicans. I will never be a Democrat, I will never be a Republican they are, I, their values do not align with my values. The Libertarian party's values align with me, but if the Libertarian party cannot be effective as an organization in order to promote and pursue liberty zealously throughout this country. Then why am I here? Why am I spending all my time and energy and my passion in this? And so I had to ask myself, do I think the party is broken? And if I, if I do, do I think I should leave? And if I don't want to leave, then what am I going to do about it? And so that's really the, the analysis I went through. And I ultimately decided, you know, I'm not the kind of person that just gives up on something. If I think that something has uh, merit, has potential, it has value, um, I'm not going to give up on it until I'm positive that that is dead. And so that that's where I, where I was with the Libertarian Party. I thought, you know, I, I don't believe I'm like, like some superwoman who's going to come in and like you know, run it like it's my dumb and just like magically fix it. But it's more that I thought there's a lot of really good people who want to work with this party and we need to just work together better. And maybe a change in leadership is the way to do that. If people um, support me for that, then I'd be happy to serve and facilitate that kind of uh, revival and renewal in, the, uh, in faith in the party um, and organize it towards our shared goals.
0: I like it because um, I'm going to be very honest, Alicia, one of the things um, that's kept me from, I guess, changing my little L to a big L in terms of uh, going from a right a, a, as a libertarian to a full libertarian national uh, party member is that right. um, I've watched over the past, I'll, I'll dare say, a year and a half, two years of uh, the the internal, um, you know, the games, the the uh, just the unprofessionalism. Honestly, right. uh, and it, right. I, I come from a, a very staunch uh, Republican family. You know, I grew up in in all the, the political workings. I've worked on uh, campaigns from your local, you know, legislature all the way up to a United States congressional campaigns. Um, and I've, I've been immersed in the culture of this professional kind of political party. And uh, after Rand Paul dropped out um, as my libertarian uh, presidential hopeful for the GOP, as like a means of actually getting libertarianism to the White House, I right. really I went full I went full board for, for Gary Johnson and for uh, for Governor Bill Weld. The problem is is that I watched behind the scenes um to see you know not not counting i did support austin peterson during his run for uh the lp presidential candidate uh run there but i mean when when gary won the the nomination i I went full out i mean i still proudly have my gary johnson bumper sticker in my car because i think that having the um the name gary johnson seen will at least keep people uh, aware of you know the libertarian party and the the role we had there was
1: an alternative yeah
0: exactly um I mean, so with that being said, I really wanted to take a step forward and uh, and get more involved in, in libertarian, uh, the National Libertarian Party. But then I watched as, like, you know, the the Libertarian Party tweeting out these like pseudo pro North Korea tweets and and doing yeah. these just. I mean, horrend- my, my backgrounds in public relations and marketing, doing these these just absolutely bizarre tweets supporting well, pseudo again supporting Satanism during the week of Easter, and I'm just thinking like, what the hell is happening? Um, and right. then, as you mentioned, uh, with the, all the the issues that have happened um, in the past year or so with with Arvin, um, and just and and the comments that were made on his his personal Facebook pages. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't stomach being in a group that's not going to take themselves seriously to to then want other people to take them seriously. So, right. I mean, you you obviously are very accomplished professionally in your own life. So how can you bring that sense of professionalism that you've had into the Libertarian National Party and to make it, um, you know, to help bring it forward even a next step more than we, we are accomplished in 2016?
1: Right. So... I have a couple of skill sets um, that I'm very strong in that I think that uh, will be useful in propelling our message forward. Uh, one, I'm, a, I'm a, both a business owner and a trial lawyer. And as part of doing that for the past 15 years, um, I have become excellent at um, salesmanship. You know, and look, I have to sell my case to juries. I have to sell my services to clients. Uh, I'm the only person at my business that Makes money, you know. That that sells. You know, mm-hmm. I feed all these people based on my ability to convince people to have faith in me, to um, to take my advice, and to give me their hard-earned money and more importantly, their fears and their worries. So I don't do I, I don't successfully do that because I'm bad at messaging. <laughs> you know, I'm good at messaging and uh, and I'm good at persuasiveness. So first of all, I'd like to to bring that skill set to sort of talk to help provide vision and focus for the Libert- National Libertarian Party. Obviously, as chair, I'm not the king, so I don't get to say, like, this is the thing that we're talking about. But I think that I can hone in on messages that, I th- that are likely to be persuasive and resonate with, um, with the party generally and, and hopefully also with other people who I like to call are the libertarian curious out there who are mm-hmm. our targets for growth. Um, So so that's one skill set. The other skill set that I have that I'm, I'm actually an excellent negotiator and I'm an excellent mediator. And, uh, you know, I I hate saying I'm an excellent negotiator because then I sound like Donald Trump. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm actually very good at it um, because it requires understanding the psychology of other people and then getting people to work together towards the same goal. You know, negotiation and mediation does not have to be Win lose, it can be win win, and so we're talking about different party factions that are having trouble right now working together and communicating cohesively. And you know, my point here is that we're all libertarians. My campaign slogan, which we just decided on last night, is I'm for every libertarian. This is a party for every libertarian. You know, and we we don't have to agree on all the fine points. But there are some pretty big ones that we do all agree on, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. those are the ones that we should all be like, okay, we're going to sell to the rest of America that individual rights, that the Bill of Rights, that civil rights, all these things are extremely important. We're going to sell to the rest of America that free markets are what makes this country great and what makes our lives great. We're going to sell to the rest of America that foreign interventionalism and war is immoral and bad and there's nothing good that comes from attacking North Korea. You know, we can, those are the things that we all agree on. We don't have to fight about things like age of consent law. It's a non issue with the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. Why are we focusing on that? So, you know, I'm going to say something earlier that I was thinking about as you were talking. I actually really like Arvin as a person. Uh, I've been on his show a couple of times. He's very well-spoken, uh, and I believe he's very sincere in his libertarian beliefs. He has this bold strategy that he's single-handedly doing. So, you, you know, one person on the LNC can make a difference. And his bold strategy is, I'm going to be unabashedly libertarian, and we're going to be provoking, and that's going to get people talking about us. I understand the strategy. I understand being Bold and unabashedly libertarian, and I agree with that. What I don't agree with is that he's got the right message. You know, so you should absolutely be unabashedly libertarian when talking about peace and our foreign interventionalism. You should be, but you don't have to call veterans murderers. You can just say the United States needs to stop attacking other countries and stop being involved in other wars and focus on all the human damage that it does without attacking people who are in our armed services you can talk about how uh, inequitable the education system is and how badly the federal government screws it up without saying that teachers are abusing children and <laughs> and brainwashing them it's not a message that sells you know and we can talk about free markets we don't you know the thing with the age of consent thing drives me crazy is like there's some real issues related to due process of like teenagers who are being convicted of like child pornography because they've taken Mm -hmm. you know sexting with their girlfriend and showed it around like we shouldn't be jailing teenagers for normal teenage behavior Mm -hmm. but in a broader sense let's start talking about criminal justice and why we shouldn't be why we shouldn't have such a large 5% of our population 5% is incarcerated, we have 25% of the world's prison population, we have more people in our prisons per capita than China, than any other country. We should be talking about that. Why are Americans unaware of this stuff and the Libertarian Party is is in an excellent position to be beating the drum on these things and being in leadership positions and we can do so in a provocative way, an unabashed way, without offending the very people that we're trying to bring to our side.
0: Agreed, and um, I guess this will. I, I know you, you said you, you don't want to uh, to attack anyone, and I, I don't expect you to. But I will. I, I just wanted to rewind a little bit. To um, I know, it was, I think it was back in uh, in the summertime when uh, I remember uh, Nick Sarwak, who is currently the uh, the chair of the Libertarian Party, obviously uh, was on right. Jason Stapleton's program, uh, and he talked about the the whole issue with. There was that big petition that was out trying to get the likes of like Tom Woods, uh, I think it was, right. like Mer- yeah. There, there's a bunch of other talk show hosts. I forget who, who else was included in that list, uh, but to sign this petition saying that they they condemn the the racism, they condemn the 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 acts of the the white nationalists, and uh, right. you know basically what 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 he was saying and, and Nick was saying was that if they did not sign this, then they were tacitly accepting or embracing the. Um, the the white nationalists that were I guess in within their audiences, but then right. in the same breath, literally we have Arvin who's doing all these things in the in the LP National uh, leadership, which right. you know Nick sat silent. Um, so I mean the own know. logic, it's almost like he was kind of. He was he was he was tacitly accepting it instead of saying you know, using his I don't want to say his bully pulpit instead of using though, right. the, the, the power of the chairmanship and the goal to help promote libertarianism to say, Arvin, knock it off. So,
1: right. I, I, I actually made the exact same criticism. I, so as the chair of the San Diego party, um, I sent on behalf of my constituency, their letter calling for Arvin's removal from the uh, LNC. And I made exactly that point. I said, you know, I was pr- I, I'm was, i proud of the party when it stands for the right thing. And the party boldly standed, you know, and, and I don't know that making them sign something is necessary to say that they are against racism. I don't know, mm-hmm. I would have gone that I, far. And
0: but I agree, too. yeah, I, I agree that was silly.
1: <laughs> but, but I do think that um, the party taking a bold stand of we are against racism and we do not tolerate that i mean look we're not going to put somebody in jail for being a racist but we don't have to associate with them we don't have to approve of their message okay that's the same thing when we say okay maybe we don't agree with somebody who calls you know all veterans murderers or maybe i'm using that one because it's slightly less (laughs) you know like i would actually put somebody who has sex with children in jail but um because I think that is that isn't victimless. But that being said, you know, it's the same logic. Oh, I don't have any say here. I, I'm not going to call against it because it's not not my business. Well, mm-hmm. then aren't you tacitly approving it? The the problem with being a member of the and, and the national party as a board member is that the rest of the party and the media and the outside Looks at you um, as the spokesperson or a spokesperson for the party, and so you have to understand that you owe uh, a care to the rest of the party, and what you say and what you do impacts them. It's not just about you and your feelings anymore. And you know, and I don't know that Arvin and and Nick don't don't actually agree with that. They may totally agree with that. You know, I mean, Arvin's pursuing a strategy. I think he's doing it because he knows he has that bully pulpit I just disagree strongly with the
0: strategy let me interject really quick so that's actually a really good point and I I, I kind of wanted to take that and and then wrap it around to a different question I want to bounce back to so we look at someone like a pro like a provocateur like like a mile Yiannopoulos but he's not right. you know he's not a, a GOP vice chairman or he's not in the GOP right. leadership so I guess as with you running for for chair, let's say you are elected as chairman, um, or, or chair chairwoman, excuse me. Um, would you take a stand against a an Arvin or someone like an Arvin in the future, saying you know, this is not the role of the vice chair? Your your role, as you you had pointed out, is to help bring in these people who are libertarian curious, not to be a provocateur, to right. to you know. To, I hate to use this terminology, but to, to trigger the normies. I mean, that's right. that seems to be the, <laughs> the, the standard operating procedure from the likes of an Arvin or the likes of a Milo, where they, they right. poke the bear in so many different ways, and then they just step back saying, oh, I'm a provocateur. The problem is Arvin has a, an, uh, he has a title that's associated with him being a provocateur while also being the, the vice chair of the Libertarian Party.
1: Right. So I don't know what Nick did in the, the background, and I won't claim to but i will say that my approach to something like that would be first private and diplomatic you know like hey what you're saying is impacting the affiliates and the way i feel about the national party and, and excuse my war metaphor because i know that we don't believe in war <laughs> but but if we're if, if this is sort of a political war the local affiliates the state the candidates they're running the ground war and the national party is being air support, right? So we're supposed to be supporting the efforts of the grassroots at the national party. And if what you're doing is objectively har- harming them, and that was my complaint as the chair of the San Diego party, but like, we are having to answer um, as candidates, as the party to these provocative statements, uh, we're answering to people who are refusing to renew their membership, we're gonna lose donors, we- we're gonna to have to face this with the media. If what you're doing at the national level is impacting in a negative way the local affiliates, then you're you're counterproductive to what it is you're supposed to be doing as an organization. So mm-hmm. my approach, yeah, my approach would be first, hey, let's, as a board, you know, maybe choose a different path. <laughs> and this is why we should choose a different path. Uh, but if it came to the point where somebody on the board was speaking out and they you know they have, they still have their first amendment rights to do that you know so if arvin wants to get out and, and say something but it's making the party look bad and the rest of the party looks to the chair to say okay is this going to be the official party position i think at that point you're compelled to say this is not the party position yes and agreed. Uh, and so nick is uh he's always and i've said this publicly before Has always played things very neutrally, very close to the vest. I think it has served him well many times, um, but I don't think that that was the right option to choose this time based on the circumstances he found himself in. And so I I just think that a lot of people were disappointed by his approach to this, which was consistent with his approach in the past um, to other LNC issues. And I, you know, They they lost faith, unfortunately, because he did not stand up and say no. That this is not what the party is going to stand for.
0: I mean, especially, and as you you and I both agreed to, with regards to him him not. I guess rather, when Nick was going out and was basically pushing this petition out to those that weren't, um, you know, that weren't coming out and explicitly. Condemning white nationalism and racism—it's like it's the exact same thing. Only right. in that case, he was—he was—he was vocal, and he was out there saying, it, right or wrong, he was—he was being very, um, you know, very firm, and he was being right. very confident, and he was right. Um, and then when it came to to Arvin, he was completely silent. Um, right. But that that will lead to, I guess, one of the other questions I had. And it, it leads to you reaching out to what you described as the libertarian curious. And I, I, I really like that because um, – so I have um, in the next few months one of my uh, my good friends. She's actually um, – uh, I think she's the associate editor over at redstate.com, which obviously is going to be much more conservative and, and more neocon, and that's fine. The problem is back in the 2016 election, she was interested in – Looking at the Libertarian Party and she was, you know, she was actively uh, going through looking at the various candidates. She was looking at Gary Johnson. She started to talk to Libertarians and then she just found that she felt not welcome because she came in with a mindset that was not the the libertarian approach and she was lambasted right. by libertarians saying oh you you neocon oh you communist and she's like That's okay sad. screw this like i'm not going to waste my time in a party that won't even give me the opportunity to to learn right. and, and grow so right. to someone like kimberly or to all those out there in the 2016 election who are looking for alternatives you know how would you as chair make the libertarian party more welcoming, more engaging, and really a a party for people to come and and feel welcome and to learn rather than to be shunned out because they're not in this exclusive libertarian only club.
1: So leadership has to model culture. You know, there's no um, organization in this world where culture doesn't come from from the top in some respect. You know, I think, you know, libertarians you want to say, well we're not top down, you know, we're grassroots, we don't believe in having a king, and all of that is true, but the fact is is that human beings are social and we look to leadership for cues on how we should all behave. The leadership of a, of the party needs to model uh, a diplomatic um, and clear message that, you know, 51% of this country is independent. Why aren't those independents libertarians? We don't just have to take from Republicans. We don't have to just take from the Democrats. We don't have to claim, be, be right-leaning. We don't have to be left-leaning. We could talk about things that are true libertarian issues that most Americans agree with, like, for example, not incarcerating so many people, uh, like, for example, not going to war with Syria or North Korea or overspending the budget or having too many regulations against small business and, and putting them out of business. So the only Companies left in the world are Walmart. You know, we can talk about Mm -hmm, those things, mm -hmm. and and say to the independents, like, look, you know, you're you're welcome here, and maybe we will all disagree about things like abortion, or maybe we'll disagree on uh, the borders and uh, and immigration. But you know what? The the really the things that really matter, the things about individual liberty and that the police state doesn't have the rights to uh, disarm us and jail us and take our stuff, we, we can talk about those things. And you know what, how improved would this country be if we just had some of those things back to the way it should be mm-hmm. as envisioned under the Bill of Rights? How improved would this country be if we were just like, hey, let's not be at war all the time and let's not have a uh, $20 trillion debt, <laughs> you know, and, and let's not tax everybody to the, to the point of poverty, right? Yeah, I agree. We, we, could just, we could just, like, do those things first, and then, you know, when we get closer to Libertopia, then we can start talking about age of consent.
0: And I think one thing, I'm not sure if you, you caught this, there was an article that came out last week from a uh, Brendan Morse over at The Blaze, and it was actually shared huh. by Glenn Beck. And uh-huh. it, it focused primarily on not only the Libertarian Party, but also... With the the happenings that were going on there with Arvin, and right. um, there was one line that Glenn Beck uh, he he kind of when he, in his own little uh, review of this article he he said that if the Libertarian can just get out of their their mental <laughs> masturbation chambers and actually st- <laughs> I, I love that line that was fantastic. It's so um,
1: true though. <laughs> it, it, exactly,
0: but like to actually get out and try to get people into the party to the extent that then we could get beyond our Facebook groups and actually make a change. So how would, I guess, what would you, you, let me rephrase that. What would be your directive as chair to help promote libertarians, to actually get beyond the social media, to get beyond just being the, the mental masturbators and actually get to be elected officials who are then bringing libertarian values to their local communities or to a, a national level?
1: So we need to focus. Uh, I would say let's pick our big rocks, meaning the couple of issues that we really are going to talk about and hammer and hammer and hammer and use every media opportunity that we can. I mean, we can jump on things happening in this world to to grab PR. We've got uh, staff at the LNC who... Uh, you know, they, they can go out and, and make those connections. Let's uh, get on uh, not just Glenn Beck show and not just Kennedy, but let's let's start talking more and more and getting in front of, uh, you know, media where we can. That gets us in front of more people that are not outside of our Facebook groups. But more importantly, it, I mean, I think, I think that's really important for us to like pick our objectives. Second, we need to be picking candidates who show promise, and races that have opportunities and start directing attention and resources those that way, you know, so the party really has a couple of major objections. One at at the national level, it has to recruit, it has to grow, it has to find donors. Um, That is extremely important. If you notice, I, every once in a while, the Republican party thinks I'm a Republican and they start sending me stuff and they just hammer (laughs) you. (laughs) I one time like, go to, like, Rand Paul's site or something, and they decide I'm a Republican. Yep. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> so they, they just hammer you, though, with the fundraising, and, and some of the stuff is really good, you know. I'm kind of, every so often, the GOP decides that I'm a Republican, and they start sending me stuff, and, you know, I always tell them I'm not a Republican. They, they still, they, they call me, and they mail me stuff, and I appreciate the vigor at which they fundraise, and they grow a tribe and I have, I have to say, I've, I've seen the LNC really step up that game, and so I, I will give it credit. Um, but that is certainly one of the major objectives is to grow the party and to grow fee-paying members and to grow donorship. And then what you do, you know, so, so you've got that and you have a good PR media game where you're um, using that for outreach and for overall awareness of the Libertarian Party. And then you take all of that goodwill, all of that attention, all those resources and that money, and you push it down to good opportunities at the local level. You push it down to um, good races, to uh, candidates who show some promise, you know, for example, Uh, Larry Sharp has done an excellent Mm. job building Mm -hmm. his machine. I'm very impressed by what he's done. By the way, and you know, and and he's not paying me to say this, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, uh, he's just, you know, he's he's really honing in on messaging and creating a tribe of, of very active and passionate libertarians to develop a voting base in a state that's just really hostile to us. I mean, it's. I have to say, I'm impressed by how effectively he's doing that oh, yeah that's my um, that's
0: my home state so i'm quite familiar
1: <laughs> yeah so you know we, and, and there's other opportunities like the roy moore thing imploded and you know i gotta tell you i knew there was a libertarian running um i got i, I do television sometimes and i was doing uh, some television here in san diego and i got asked about roy moore and i have an opinion so i shared my opinion <laughs> and then they i said and they asked me, because they know I'm the chair of the San Diego Party, so they say, who's the libertarian running? And I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I knew there was somebody. And I I have to tell you, I was terribly embarrassed that I did not have that information, like, right at the tip of my tongue, because that was such a good opportunity to be like, yeah, everybody vote for the libertarian. You don't have to vote for a Democrat. And I know the party was doing some stuff that way, but I think, you know, I would have liked to have seen, like, really just this huge blitz towards, like, that race because even if the libertarian wouldn't have won at least we would have gotten a ton of attention
0: agreed and um i guess i'll i'll conclude our our little interview here with one last uh, i guess point i'll make and then i'll lead to a question so uh, like i said my background is in public relations and marketing and from (laughs) what i've seen um from the libertarian party uh beyond beyond the scope of the the 2016 election itself uh, but more so just reaching out to your average everyday constituent, whether it's uh, you know they're, they're those on the right who are looking for alternatives, those on the left who are looking for alternatives. I right. haven't really seen anything from the Libertarian Party in terms right. of trying to bring in new voices. Not, not Let me rephrase that. Not so much bringing in new voices, but bringing in new members that would, I guess, be, be turned into Libertarians, but more so... It's talking points that just that they'll stoke up the base that is the libertarian. I guess you'll, you'll say the uh, the five spectrums of libertarianism from an caps to uh, what classical liberals will right. say. So what would you say going forward would be as chair your real agenda in terms of establishing a strong, firm, public relations and marketing outreach to bring new voters into the libertarian party?
1: So again, I think this really has to do with picking our um, our objectives and focusing, and deciding that this is going to be our cohesive strategy, which we have to have, and then imp- and, and giving that strategy to the staff um, and the other board and and the other liber- you know other libertarians who are active in the party and saying okay, these are the things we're focusing on. Let's get out there. Let's get as many like boots on the ground, if you will, out to uh, local events, because it all, it all goes back to that, those, that grassroots effort. It mm-hmm. all goes back to that local effort. All politics is local. You can't expect the chair or the, of the LNC to personally go and, and shake hands with every person who might be interested in libertarianism, but they, they need to provide the tools and the encouragement and the vision so that other people are excited to go out and do that work.
0: I think one pro- one problem just being libertarians is that we're so goddamn independent and so uh, and, and <laughs> right. we, we just we we had this mindset of like well i'm an individual and this is what i'm gonna do and then we we have you know five million or five hundred thousand how many members do we have in the libertarian party now but we have all these different voices that are all this independent voice instead of being this one you know cohesive Message. I mean, God. You know, even though we can we can agree that the the Republicans and Democrats both have um, some pretty crappy message or well, crappy positions. Their their messaging right. and branding is phenomenal, and yeah. I mean they they're cohesive for the most part. Are cohesive groups uh, of you know like minded individuals to the point that they get their candidates elected. And um, you know, I I'm not as well, oh go ahead sorry.
1: They, they're so they, – they're about the team, you know? They're, Absolutely. They're so strong in saying, like, this is what is a Democrat. This is what is a Republican. And I think that's a little bit what Arvin's trying to say. is Like, this is what's a libertarian. But, you know, he, what he's doing is he's being divisive within, within libertarianism. So, you know, like Trump, for example. Okay, Trump is divisive, but he's not divisive to his own tribe his tribe mm-hmm. they're like yeah we're with you all 100% like he's flattering to them he tells them how great they are they're all smarter they're making america great again right, right. he's yep. not divisive to the people that are in his tribe he's divisive to the people who are the enemy that he perceives now i'm not saying that we start attacking and engage in other otherization of other of you know democrats or whatever but my point is that we should stop attacking libertarians you know and people who yeah, might I agree. be libertarians
0: i agree all right well alicia i do appreciate you coming on i know it's uh it's just the end of the day for you over there um for me my god it's 11:21 at night over <laughs> on the east coast <laughs> it, i gotta love it though. It worked out well i'm so glad able <laughs> to uh, to hop on um but uh, you know alicia where where can people find you there on social media if they are interested in supporting your uh, your candidacy for for chairman or chairperson chairwoman of the, the uh, libertarian party <laughs>
1: Well, we just uh, launched a Facebook page, uh, Alicia Dern for LNC Chair. It's Pretty easy, um, and uh, we'll be starting to put resources up there and some videos and articles and things on my um, ideas for the party. Um, we also have a Facebook group of uh, volunteers called uh, the Dern Dream Team. Is our present working title? <laughs> Love it. Um, and that's all. That's all run by uh, volunteers. But you know, anybody who's got any ideas, you know, again. It's, Things don't have to be top down, they can be crowdsourced as long as you're going towards the same goal. And so that's what we're looking to do with our campaign. Um, and uh, I, I haven't quite got it launched yet, but I'm going to be launching AliciaDurn.com shortly, and so that will also be a place people can go.
0: Awesome. Well, Alicia, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much, and to all you guys, again, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at BNicholsLiberty, and uh, feel free to subscribe on Patreon at BNicholsLiberty uh, to help us keep producing this great kind of content and these great kind of interviews to uh, to learn more about the happenings inside the Libertarian Party and to give these uh, these voices, uh, you know, a better platform to spread their messages. And uh, today, obviously, great to have Alicia on. Um, so also, if you're interested, please feel free to uh, share today's podcast with your family and friends to help promote the message of liberty and to help prom- uh, promote Alicia's campaign because uh, she's got a, a nice opportunity here to uh, to take over the, the uh, Libertarian Party to leave everybody else alone, right? Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> All right, Alicia, thank, thank you. you so much. Have a great night. I appreciate it.
1: Good night. night.